What's up, sports ballers? Thanks for checking out the latest episode of Sports Ball. In this episode, Wimbledon, perhaps a 10 year anniversary reunion in the finals, World Cup predictions, uh, semifinals, and also a prelude to Pete the Prognosticator. Stay tuned for that one, it's very important. Thirdly, NBA free agency, uh, Zaza Pachulia has joined the Pistons. We're going to win the championship. All that and more in this episode. Stay tuned. Hello, Cam. Hey, what's up, Andrew? Not too much. Do you have any idea as to when we first got in disagreements with England? Over what? Just... You know, life. What what caused us to maybe explore this new land we live in now? Oh, I would venture to say it was you know somewhere in the late sixteen, early seventeen hundreds. I would agree. So now, almost three hundred years later, we are on the brink of arguably the biggest sporting event in England. Excuse me, the biggest sporting weekend in England, and probably a lifetime. Maybe even since America was founded in 1776. You know, uh, you're probably right about that. Now, as, as the wheels start turning in my head about what you're talking about, I think you're, I think you're onto something there, partner. Because um, their, um, their team, their soccer team, which goes by the Three Lions, is in the semifinal of the World Cup. And in what they call SW19 of London, uh, the championships at Wimbledon are in their second week and we are on a collision course for a Roger Federer Rafa Nadal final on Sunday that I believe would um, go right up against the World Cup final. Yikes. And there's a lot to unpack here. So on the Wimbledon side, because this is kind of more my thing, this is the 10-year anniversary, actually Friday is the, the date, but we are 10 years removed since arguably the greatest tennis match of all time, but, uh, which was between Federer and Nadal in the 2008 final. Uh, Nadal was up two sets to love, then Federer won uh, the next two sets. There were some rain delays. The match lasted, I think, from the time they first went on the court with the rain delays and just the match time. It lasted something like seven hours. Um, a, a true epic. It finished in in dusk. There there are no lights in in center court, so it finished in dusk. And so there's been a lot of ma- a lot made about that this last few weeks. There's a documentary that was released, and um, as it stands now, if they both win um, two more matches this week, we will once again be set up with a final ten years later. And these guys are just as good as they were then. So that's one storyline. And the other is the the three lions. Indeed. So they uh, on Wednesday face Croatia, who have uh, gotten through the last two rounds via penalty kicks. So they have two 120 minute games on their bodies within the last you know week, and they're going up against an England team that, yeah, they were on the easy side of the bracket, but they've looked really good and they look really confident. Um, so I don't want to count Croatia out. They've got a very good team. They've got a goalie who's incredibly hot in Subasic right now. Um, and they, they're riding a wave of momentum, but 
they're going to be tired. So it, it should make for a really, really good semifinal on that side of the bracket between those teams. But, yeah, man, you're not kidding. England could be up for uh, – you know, a lot of a lot of sports emotion in the in the coming days. So they could consume a lot of warm beer. <laughs> I don't think they need help with that. No, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Roger Federer was asked about it today. Uh, someone in the the media there said, you know, um, but, you know, because oftentimes Wimbledon um, is is a major a major day. The Wimbledon final is a major day in the United Kingdom. Um, of, of the four grand slams, it is probably the most notable on its local sports calendar. The, the U S open final really doesn't move the needle. It's, it's NFL opening weekend. It's the second weekend of college football in terms of American sports. It has unfortunate timing. Um, Australia, I think it, it's probably paid attention to, but, Wimbledon just comes with so much grandeur and, and tradition and the, the royalty of it all. Um, and now for it, for something that's typically so big that it could, it could be overshadowed by this world cup final. And, and yet even then this, this 10 year, I mean, there's so much, so many storylines. Anyways, better to ask about it. He's like, well, we're still going to play the Wimbledon final regardless. And he's like, and I hope that, that people, are at the soccer match watching their phones, watching the Wimbledon final more than um, the folks here at center court are watching the <laughs> soccer match. So he, he played in good humor. Um, yeah. There are two sports that are, um, you know, trying to grow so much on the international stage. Well, obviously they're, they're both big on the international stage, but um, could stand to, to grow a bit more in the States. And, mm-hmm. uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Now we may not even now the Wimbledon final will still take place. Uh, whether Federer and Nadal is both in it is is to be seen, or if even the the three lions are in it. But um, it, it's it's an interesting. I, I don't know what you would compare it to here. I, I guess you know somehow if the World Cup landed, you know, like during the the end of the NCAA tournament or. Like I don't, I don't know how you compare the two. Like if the United States were playing in the World Cup final at the same time as blank, I don't think Wimbledon's like Super Bowl level, but you know maybe like a second tier championship event. That's kind of how it it stands. So that's, that's yeah, the like, storyline brewing uh, across the pond. Yeah, and we okay. Yeah, we haven't even talked about the other semifinal yet either, which is France versus Belgium. Which as we mm-hmm. record this is tomorrow, and. I must say my expectations for that game tomorrow are sky high. Will it be better than the uh, Spain-Portugal game we were uh, greeted with in, in on day day one? Yeah, in insofar as there has to be a winner. Yeah. Like we can't settle for a 3-3 tie. Right. Um, and, you know, as it shook out, these teams happen to both be better than – Spain and Portugal because they're in the semifinals and Spain and Portugal are most certainly not. Um, Both teams are deep. Both teams are fast. Both teams play defense. Both teams play team soccer. Um, There's just, there's going to be so much talent on that Mm -hmm. field tomorrow between those two teams. And I mean, I don't know if you've seen Kylian Mbappe play at all this world cup, but there's moments where he looks like a 19 year old. 
And then there's moments where he looks like a man playing a bunch of children when he just blows by them in a gear that no one else possesses. Um, so that'll be exciting to watch against the, uh, you know, the experienced Belgian midfield and defense. Um, I think they're going to body him up a lot. I would expect Fellaini to be all over him in the box area, uh, being kind of rough. But, yeah, it's going to be such a good game. Both goalies are really good. Both defenses are good. Both attacks are good. Both midfields are solid. Like, it's going to be a, a truly a a joy of a soccer game to watch, barring anything crazy happening, like someone, you know, breaking a leg or everyone playing dirty, which – I don't expect, but I just, I have high hopes is all I'm saying. And, and I, I expect it to, to deliver. And what time does that uh, game kick off tomorrow? You know, that is a great question. Give me just I would a second. Im- I'd imagine it's in the one o'clock time slot. Um, Cause that would mean it's in prime time over there. Yeah. The game tomorrow is at 1 PM central. Exactly. Yeah. You're correct. And then the game on Wednesday, same time, 1 PM central. So you know, prime prime time over there, and uh, mm-hmm. and they just post them special over here. Exactly. I was um well two things two things. First off, it was funny because I was watching Belgium's last game, and um, it's Lukaku, right? That's how you say it. Yep, Romelu Lukaku. I thought you know the, he is an illustration as to what's wrong with American soccer because if he, if he is born and raised in the United States, um. That He's guy, he is, he is signing an NBA free agency deal this week. He is not playing soccer. Or he's playing football. He's, or, yeah. or He's, he's only like 6'2". 6'2", so, like 240. Well, that's, and that's why I'm thinking he's like a linebacker yeah. in the NFL, as opposed to, you know, the stockiest point guard I've ever seen in my life. Right. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's as muscular a soccer player as you're going to see. And you just think, like, that's, you know, the Belgium football – federation pulls you know arguably probably the 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 top tier athletes in the country and over here you know soccer may draw a second or third tier athlete um through its development so just a little side observation there that you know that guy he's not playing soccer if he's if he's born and raised in the u.s most likely yeah, well, and the only counterpoint I have to that is Josie Altidore. That's true, yeah. Who's built very similarly. But there's only been one player like Josie Altidore for the U.S. ever. Right. right. A, a young, athletic, muscular, big black guy that yes. plays that same position. Like, he's the only counterpoint I have. But I, So I would say, yeah, 99% of the time you're absolutely correct. That, that kid is playing basketball or football mm-hmm. and not soccer. Uh, in this in this country, for sure. And the uh, second note I have on the World Cup is I was listening to a, a previous episode, and we were discussing Achilles the Deaf Cat. Do you recall? <laughs> and I said that when the final came around, that we would have Pete the Dog um, pick the the winner via tennis ball. So Thursday yes. afternoon, I will uh, take Pete out uh, to the backyard. I will write. Uh, each respective country's name on a tennis ball, and we will see as to who he picks. And I will uh, record some audio play-by-play and uh, try to film it as well so that maybe we can post it somewhere and you know, share with the world uh, Pete's prognostication, I think is what we could call it. It's a nice alert there. I like it. I think that's a great idea. So he, uh, I just got him some dog food. Um, I, I might get him a treat just 
prime him up a little bit. Um, and we'll leave the leave the game on TV for him tomorrow and Wednesday so he can watch. Yeah, and assess each team's yep. uh, tactics and strategies. Watch most of nights. Hopefully he's not asleep. And um, and yeah, we'll we'll let him uh, make the final judgment and then let let everyone know um, if they want the the spoiler of of the final on Sunday. <laughs> well, he will at that point be the most educated animal to ever make a major tournament championship uh, decision. So I I have faith in him. Yeah, and I was thinking about it. I, I have not heard word one during the tournament from Achilles, whereas in 2010, the, the octopus, it seemed every day we knew where the octopus, uh, what the octopus had picked. So I, I, I hope Achilles is okay because we, we have not heard f- from the cat since, well, uh, since that initial report. My guess is they've been calling his name, but, you know, he can't hear, so he's probably just looking himself in a corner somewhere. That's true. Selective hearing and what a combination. <sighs> Tragic. All right. So real quick before we before we move on, um, predictions for the semifinal games: France or Belgium, England or Croatia. I think um, just based on my observations, I think Belgium is extremely extremely athletic. I think their athleticism puts them um, over the top, and then I I think. Um, England, what's their uh, social media campaign over there? They're, they're going to bring it home. I think that they get one step closer. So I will go with a, a England, Belgium, all the European. Well, I guess it's going to be all European no matter what. But, uh, uh, yeah, those two, uh, those two powers in the final on Sunday. All right. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go with the, one of the oldest rivalries in all of Europe. Nation versus nation in wars and sports and royal marriages. I'm gonna go France and England. Oh, we're gonna they're gonna dig up some old dirt. Yep. <laughs> uh, I honestly I think any team at this point could make it. I feel really weird picking against Croatia, um, but they just haven't done enough in regulation. They've had to rely on Subasic making two or three saves. Um, in the penalty kicks, and I just don't think you can rely on that uh, anymore. Um, so I think England does get by, but it would be very England to totally choke at this point. Yes, uh, but, and I think you're totally right about Belgium. Super athletic, uh, just super talented. But I think France is just—I don't know—I just got a good feeling about them. So. I didn't, I didn't consider the English-French rivalry. That, that's, a, that's a good call. I mean, I think if, if U.S. and Mexico weren't opposite semifinals, we would want that final. And I think that's yeah. probably, the, probably the equivalent there uh, in terms of North America. So, yeah, that's, sure. that's, a, that's a fair call. Fair call. Um, anything else on Wimbledon before we jump into NBA stuff? Um, not particularly. I mean, it's uh, Serena is in line to, to win another title. Um, pretty remarkable considering she, um, you know, had a child, well, less than a year ago. Uh, well, I mean, anyone else, I, I would be surprised, but her, not so much, man. She is a, just an incredible human. Just yes, she is. <laughs> um, however, it was a, it was a very hard pregnancy, um, 
and she didn't get back as soon as she thought. Um, she's battled a lot of conditioning. Um, she has not gotten conditioned as well um, as she would have liked to this point. Um, and so it's, it's fairly remarkable that she's uh, playing this deep into the tournament and, you know, there's as much parity in women's tennis right now. None of the top 10 are remaining in the tournament. There's uh, Angelique Kerber's the highest ranked. She's seated 11th, but ranked in the world number 10. So a bit of a technicality there. And, and Selena, um, obviously, it was a very good player, but her rating was not ranking was not protected when she left for her uh, maternity leave. So she's not technically in the, the top top 10 right now. So that's that's kind of the the, the storyline there. Um, there hasn't been much rain, which is unusual for uh, for uh, Wimbledon. But other than that, yeah, we're uh, I'm hoping for a Roger Rafa n- another final ten years later. Uh, a 36 year old Ro- Roger Federer would be uh, be pretty amazing to watch. All right. Well. <clears throat> oh, one quick question: the yes. uh, the lady that knocked off the number one. Uh, See the player that doesn't have a uh, uh, apparel contract. Um, has she signed with Uniqlo yet? Uh, not that I've heard. She lost today uh, pretty handily to, I believe, Dominika Sivakova. So she she is out. Uh, so her storybook run ended. But yeah, Shui, I believe, is her name from Taipei, and she buys her clothes off the rack like you and I do before we go out to play tennis. Mm, which I do regularly. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Did you know that the player with one of the coolest and best names in the NBA signed with the LA Clippers today? I uh, was not aware. It's not Giannis Atetokounmpo, which is a great name. It is uh, the one and only Luke Richard Mba Mute. Oh, who played for US- he played yeah. college at UCLA. Yep, he did. So he's and he actually played with the Clippers before. Then he went and followed Chris Paul to Houston, and now he's back in LA. And every time I see his name, it just makes me shot smile. Just Luke Richard Mbamute. Like there's just a flow to it. It just makes me happy. He's on the uh, team with Kevin Love and uh, uh, who was the point? Bar- oh, Drew Holiday was that the point guard? Or am I? No. Um, why am I drawing a blank? He plays for the Thunder. Oh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Jeez. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. Uh, yeah, they, they – Final uh, four? They made the final four, right? Yeah, they, they made the final four. They beat the uh, 12-seeded West Kentucky Hilltoppers in the Sweet 16, Phoenix in the West Regional. And then I believe they beat Xavier in the Elite Eight. And then – boy, I don't know if they lost to KU or Memphis in the final four. I can't remember. I think they might have lost to KU, who then obviously went on to win the national title. But – Gross. Yep. So, is that the uh, the NBA nugget of the week? Well, there's a few other ones I want to touch on. Um, the one and only, uh, another great name, Zaza Pachulia, has signed a one-year deal with my Detroit Pistons. Oh, baby. I can't wait. <laughs> you got nothing. I love it. I, 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 I've never even heard of the guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, excited. I'm, I'm happy for you, though. He rode the bench for the uh, Golden State Warriors the last oh, couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but Devin Booker, uh, he did sign a five-year, $158 million max contract to stay in Phoenix, which is just a lot of money. 
Yeah, not too shabby for the uh, former Kentucky Wildcat. Yeah, and what's going to be weird is that Tony Parker is going to be in the Charlotte Hornets now. I can't believe he's still in the league. He signed a two-year deal. But he's going to be in – it's just going to be weird, him not being on the Spurs. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else here? Um, now, of course, Cousins, the Golden State we talked about. Yep. Um, Jose Calderon signed with my Pistons as well. He's a veteran point guard. Um, oh, there's also – okay, so here's the talk. Here's the talk. Uh, also, my boy Nick Stauskas went to Portland, but that's okay. And uh, Glenn Robinson the third, another Michigan guy, went to Detroit. So, you know, the Pistons are just picking up pieces, man. Just picking up Is pieces. Is the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy headed to Little Caesars Arena this year? Uh, no, no, but a playoff appearance should be. Um, so let me get to – here's the the uh, the scuttlebutt, as they say. Uh, Melo Anthony – to Houston. That's the that's the current speculation that he's gonna either get traded and then released, or they're going to um, sign and reach. Or I, I don't know. The deal is though, Oklahoma City can save one hundred and seven million dollars in luxury tax if they get rid of him well, in the next ten in the next ten days. So. If I'm Paul George, I'm kind of pissed because I just re-upped Oklahoma and now they're shipping the one guy on offense on the team that can distract the defense and buy right. me some room. You know? Uh, I shouldn't say that. They have Russell, obviously, but having three guys on the floor that demand attention at all times on offense is better than two. Yes. Um, so, I don't know. Because the, the, uh, the – Rockets, they lost Trevor Ariza and they lost Mba Mute. So they're down two small forwards. So, and Carmelo was still hunting that ring, hunting it real hard. Yep. So if Oklahoma City can either work a trade and release or, or work the other way to get him to Houston, they could save themselves a whole just crap ton of money. And maybe go out and get somebody next year to to pair up with you know Russell and and, and Paul. But I don't know, man. I don't I don't get the whole uh, Carmelo Anthony business. But that's just me. Yeah, I've never never understood. He he never done much for play, me. He doesn't play defense. No. Um. Yeah, hundred seven million in salary and tax. I think get rid of him the next seven to ten days. That's some good coin. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really the latest on the NBA stuff. I personally am excited to see the Pistons pick up some some uh, veteran players. I don't know how much Pachulia will have an impact on the team, but Jose Calderon might play some meaningful minutes. And Glenn Robinson is a you know third or fourth year athletic guy who is going to come off the bench. But you you just never know. You get a guy like that in the right situation, it could work out well. Well, your Pistons uh, reload. My Royals keep. Uh, they're probably going to start dumping some players themselves here in the next few weeks. And um, we'll know here yeah. in a few hours whether or not they've lost their 10th game in a row. Oh, my. Well, I mean, it is that time of the season. Yeah. This is um, – I mean, they've only won 26 games. They Them and the Orioles are 
on pace to uh, post historically awful records, both in the the modern era and going back, you know, a, a century. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bleak. Well, and who would have known that? What? How many years ago was it they won the World Series? Three. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Three. But I mean. Think about this: the the Orioles and the Royals were the 2014. I guess they were the no, tw- yeah. 2014 ALCS, yeah. Flew too close to the sun, man. Something. Because boy, those two have taken a downward spiral. I don't think they knew the Orioles would be this bad. The Royals, I think they knew. But they're still like even twenty games behind what they had projected at this point in the season. So, well, you know what um, I, you know what also makes this time of year bleak? The fact that it's ninety nine degrees outside. Well, that, and we are now in our fifth year, and tomorrow there will be no release of the NCAA football video game franchise. I still have I have the last uh the last year they put it out I have it on my PlayStation 3. I still play it. Yeah. I, I have but a copy. Bernard Robinson is still the quarterback in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. I have a copy laying around here too. I should see if it uh Or no, I take that back. Denard's on the cover. Devin Gardner is the starting quarterback for Michigan. All right. Yeah. It's terrible. I should I should see if I still got a copy around here. My brother and I shout out to my brother. I was supposed to give him a shout out in the NASCAR episode. I didn't. So Alex, here's your shout-out here. He's an avid listener up in Spirit Lake, Iowa. Long time. We're still waiting for his first time, though. Um, <laughs> he, Get on it, Alex. He and I used to play – we would create a team. You know, when you you could create a team and, like, make them, like, 99 and design their uniforms and stadium and everything. Uh-huh. We would each design a team, and then we would take the PlayStation to Grandma and Grandpa's, and the night before Thanksgiving, we would play a full 15-minute quarter game. And oh my! It would be like an epic. Like I think the games finished like in the eighty, <laughs> and it's just obscene. And yeah, it, it, that is one game that I don't know. It just always seemed like you spent your Julys like playing through the season because there really wasn't much like baseball to wind down. You're done with camps, whatever. You had a few weeks before school started, so you just picked it up. A lot of times we'd go at midnight. And I mean that, that this was like a big day, and now here we are, thirty-one years old, and we're still complaining about it. <laughs> oh well, first world problems, right? We've got guys stuck in a cave, and I'm complaining about not having a video game tomorrow. Well, you know, it's the little things in life sometimes, you know. It, it is. So, uh, yeah, we will have uh, Pete's prognostication later in the week. I will. Uh, make a special episode i will add add to this so look for that and we'll find a way to post some video to somehow oh yeah we'll uh we'll get that all squared away and we will uh we'll get that out to the people so that they know what team they should be rooting for in the in the uh, world cup finals i would offer up that if uh, england makes the final and Roger and Rafa are in the Wimbledon final. We will do next week's episode in a full British accent, but I can't pull it off. All right, I take your challenge. Let's do it, sir. Come on. 
No, I I would sound like like an like a expat Australian or something. I, I I'm not sure I could do it. <laughs> oh, now we have to. <laughs> Please, sir, can you use your British accent? What the crooked? <laughs> okay, and we're done. <laughs> Yeah, now that's how you end a podcast episode. Yep. All right. Well, plenty to plenty to watch this week. We will uh, we'll see what the next few days brings us in the the international sporting world. All right. <laughs> Can't that's gonna be stuck in my head all day. All right. <laughs> see ya. See ya. <laughs>